to Christian Revival Center. Amen. Listen, it's just a struggle living in these human bodies, folks. Amen. The devil does his job. I'm not, I'm not doubting that. It's biblical. It's scriptural. I've had my share of fighting with the devil and casting out the devil and all of that stuff. But I'm going to tell you something worse than that. That's this human flesh. This humanity. This fallen nature. Hallelujah. Amen. They made the wrong choice in the Garden of Eden and we inherited that. It's in our DNA. So we have to crucify this flesh be born again, become a brand new creation in Christ Jesus and let God help us and bless us and get us through all of this. But I, 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 I read something yesterday to the leadership uh, before I even start my message and I want to just just give you the gist of this. We're going way back in history. A man named William Booth, founder of Salvation Armies, he sent a sermon uh, by telegraph. Back in those days, the telegraph, you pay so much per word, they didn't have much money. And so it was pretty convenient. He picked a word, and I thought it was a good one. He sent his sermon, which was a one-word sermon. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Man, we go poop, and then we go eat. <laughs> it don't always work that way. But William Booth, sent one word that was his Christmas message to the whole world amen all the people who worked for him that one word was others O-T-H-E-R-S others you think man that's just not much of a sermon I don't know about you but when I read that I knew that was in there I forgot I had to look it up I didn't know exactly how it went and when I read that and I saw that scripture sermon whole sermon not just the title but the whole sermon others here's my pastoral bishop brain kicked in and I thought Jesus said in the last days men will be offended many many will be offended in me if has there ever been a time listen I'll fuss with you about this I've been on this earth for a long time I have never ever ever seen a time where people get offended as easily as they do now. Let me tell you where that comes from. That is taught. (laughs) They did you wrong. They treated you bad. They owe you something. Go to the law with them. Sue them. Get your feelings hurt. However, we have to deal with that. But listen to me. it, It comes to us too. We're tempted. We're tested. We give ourselves permission to do that. Get wounded. Somebody said, we don't need woundedness, we need brokenness. <laughs> That's what we really need. Because a broken and a contrite spirit, God would have no wise turn away. Hallelujah. Amen. But I, mean, I just got to thinking, I thought, if people got their focus on what this sermon really means, others. Here's, here's what it comes down to. It ain't about me. And it ain't about you. There's people out there that got real problems. Hallelujah. I could go on and on. Amen. But you know what? If we got this, nobody would get offended. Because our focus wouldn't be on us. Our focus would be on people with real needs. Amen. Nobody get their feelings hurt. Nobody get miffed. Nobody get mad and take their marbles and go home. People that do that, they think it's about them. Oh, it's all about me. I hate, to, I hate to tell you this, but it's not. Praise God. Thank you, Mr. William Booth. Amen. For preaching that one word sermon. Others. Say it with me. 
others. That's, who, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. The, and when you start thinking about number one, and that's what, we, that's what this fallen nature will do, you're going to have all kinds of problems and issues. Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Somebody's going to step on your toes. Somebody's going to hit you right in the head. <laughs> ah, you will never get over it. Praise God. Amen. Somebody say preach. preach. I'm going to try. Okay, if you'll help me and God will anoint. Amen. Uh, in the book of Joshua, the first chapter, I've preached this before, but just act like you've never heard it. Some of you have. Maybe some of you had. not if there's one person that's never heard this, I think this can be a blessing. And even if you have heard it, amen, then maybe you can be blessed also. And again, our guests, so glad you're here. I see gaps all over this place. Some of y'all have family members that ought to be in the house of God. Let me just say the bishop. Let me just be the bishop. They ain't, there ain't nothing that ought to be above this on our list of things to do. I'm, I'm having a hard time getting into my message because I just want to take care of a few things. Listen, we have a list. All of us do, and Jesus is on that list. Let me just ask you, where on that list is Jesus? Yeah, he's somewhere. Oh, yeah, I love Jesus. Oh, yeah, I'm a believer. Yeah. Where, where is he? I, I, I'm talking about a, something that's about to, uh, to break loose in our country. Amen. Jesus is about to come. Amen. All kind of stuff. Somebody already said something about it. Division and hurts and, you know, you name it. People shooting each other all over the place. Somebody said, well, we, we got all kind of, yeah, we got a sin problem. That's what we got. You, if we put Jesus up here where he belongs, hallelujah. We put Jesus up here where he belongs. Listen, a lot of that will stop. Amen. Amen. So I'm missing some people here all over the place. Some of our men are not here. Some of our families, I see gaps all over the place. Uh, so I miss them. I miss them. So if you're a wife, your husband out here, tell them Bishop is missing you. And let me point out one thing. We say, you know, we come to church two or three times a week. We're not talking about spending eight-hour days here at church two or three times a week. Not even on Sunday. We go a little lengthy on Sunday sometimes. But, but we're, not, we're talking about a couple of hours maybe. Don't let the devil tell you you're doing this huge sacrifice by showing up. Wednesday night service, awesome, Brother Jerry Klein preached. Wow, what a powerful message, testimony. Amen. We, we were here about an hour, maybe a little, little more than an hour. I'm not sure. I, I, when we dismiss, people still hanging around here. So we're not talking about eight-hour shots at this. Thursday night prayer was just, it was just absolutely awesome. I, I, I'm not a weeper, y'all. I don't just weep and what, snot and cry. I don't do a lot of that. But, but Thursday night, Brother Thompson, I just kept breaking down. Brother Young, in the middle of just prayer. While people were praying for each other, all in the aisles and all up here. I just kept praying. Listen, there's men that are not here that were not here Thursday night either. And they were not here Wednesday night either. They missed that. They would never, ever get that. I don't want to be too ugly, all right? I don't want to be too hard. I just got to be straight. We, 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 we got to, listen, if Jesus is our Lord and our Savior, he needs to be right at the top. Family doesn't take a, no, no. We have a family because of Jesus. You can't, you can't, you can't worship, you can't be more grateful for the gift than you are the giver or where that came from. You got what you got because of God. 
And then you put God way down here somewhere. Hey, I'm just throwing that out. You can just preach to yourself about that a little bit. Do what you want to. The book of Joshua, chapter 1. Amen. Verses 1 through 3. And if you don't have your Bibles, amen, they'll just put this right up here on the screen. Hallelujah. Beginning at verse 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. Moses' ministry minister saying, number two, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. I love this third verse right here. And every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said to Moses. I've already given it to you, but you got to go get it. You got to go stake it out. You got to go lay claim to it. Amen. That's part of coming to church, serving God, being a witness, shouting, clapping. Yeah, all that's part of that. What are you doing? I'm laying claim. Amen. To those glorious, wonderful promises of God. It's not like I promised it to you. It's God that left these promises here. I want to take one word out of that verse two for a title. I'm, I'm kind of getting me a one word deal, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more. Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise. I want to take that one word, arise, amen, and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people. Praise God. Amen. Why don't we put our Bibles down, clap our hands to the Lord one more time. Amen. Get ready. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now, I want to, I'm not pressured by this, but we're trying to condense our messages down a little bit shorter, a little, you know, a little in length. Amen. Where we'll have some altar call time. Could we just go ahead and start now? Amen. And tell you the altars are open. We'll just do this now. Amen. So good to see our elders up here with us. Amen. These are, <coughs> these are great men. They're faithful. They're loyal. They're trustworthy. Amen. So I'm glad they're with us. And I'll turn this mic over to any one of those. Amen. To follow the leading of the Lord. Amen. So, so let, let, let's just, let's not settle and relax too much right now because you, you could be thinking, well, you know what? We're, we're, the altar's open. We're having, he's given an altar call right now. Moses had died in the land of Moab, the scripture says, without ever actually going into the promised land. Remember, it's called the promised land. Isn't it amazing how people could go in to spy out the land? They said, I don't know if we, it was promised. And they still didn't take it. They saw everything bigger than God. They saw giants bigger than God, cities that were walled, all that was bigger than God. And, you know, but, but it was promised already. The group of spies that Moses had directed to go into the, this, this look, he said, just spy out this good land. Uh, uh, you know, because we're, you know, here's what happened to them. They were overcome by fear. Fear will stop you in your tracks. Amen. Always, fear will always have a negative effect on our progress in the great kingdom of God. Watch out. Be careful. That's why I'm I'm wary of people, amen, who always see in demons. Always. I mean, you know, I'm not looking for demons. I don't care to look at demons. I'm looking for Jesus. He's the one that gives me my peace and my strength in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Fear will always obstruct 
and eventually terminate our faith. These spies allowed what they saw with their natural eye, Brother Young, hallelujah, that what they saw with their natural eye to quell the promise of God. Listen, folks, God's promises are yea and amen. Yea means yes, and amen, amen means that settles it. That's the end of it. That's a period. That's what the promises of God mean. Amen. And so Joshua was now the new leader over Israel. Amen. The very first command that God gave to this new leader was arise. Number one, foundational. Number one, you got to arise. Verse two, go over this Jordan. That's the second step. You got to get some feet. Amen. You got to, got to get a vehicle. You got to get to move in here. Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people. Under this land that I do give to them. The first order of business was to arise. First steps. Isn't that amazing? Amen. We want to fly. Amen. But, but, but now we just, first off, we do just get up. All right? I believe this is what God is saying to the church in this hour. Arise. Stand up. Be whole. Be blessed. Be filled. Be thrilled. Be renewed. Hallelujah. But you got to get up to do that. Hallelujah. Amen. Awake. Cast off the cloak of mediocrity and discouragement. The norm. The average. Did, did you ever notice in the scriptures when angels talk to men? Just got, you know, I, I've always taught and preached this. You can't take one scripture and make a doctrine out of it. You, you can't do that. All right. You, the Bible said out of the mouth of two or three witnesses that every word be established. So you, you, you can't take except Christ, or that's not biblical, but, but believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved is in the Bible. It is in the Bible. And people have taken that and say, well, that pretty much squares it up and settles it, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. That's the foundation of it. Amen. You start believing on God. Amen. Like James says, I'll show you my faith by my works. Amen. In fact, when somebody's doing something, you don't have to go around telling everybody how much faith you got. When, they, when people see you at work, whether it's praise and shouts, amen, and preaching and teaching and witnessing and living holy and separated from this world, they will just look at you and say, that man or that woman has faith. That's how that works. But the world's got that wrong, all right? And we need to help straighten them out on that. Amen. But the command from angels of God. Amen. It's always get up or arise. Peter had been thrown in jail by Herod in Acts chapter 12, verse 7. And watch this. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in prison. They threw Peter in prison. Yeah, and he was the chief apostle. He's the one that Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom to. All right? That's why we listen to what he writes about and what he says. And, and, and here's what the angel did. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up saying, arise up quickly. And when he began to rise up, I just, it doesn't give a, a, a detailed, uh, explicit details here on what was happening. But in my mind, when the, when the angel kind of smote him on the side or kicked him in the side and said, get up. I believe Peter started trying to get up right then. And watch what happens next. And, the, and his chains fell off from his hands. I believe that some of us right here are battling and struggling personal battles and struggles and, and, and we're just bound. In fact, the enemy has told us you just got to live with this because this is just your lot in life. 
I'm going to come against that spirit right now because that's not God telling you that. That's either the devil or the flesh telling you that you just got to live in misery. You just got to live in pain. Amen. You're just going to have, it's just the way it is, all right? Amen. But when you make an attempt and you make a start, all right, when you began, amen, I believe the chains will come off. Judges 7 and 9, the Lord said to Gideon, arise, get thee down. Y'all know Gideon was worried. He was scared to death. The Bible said there was so many of the enemy out there, it looked like grasshoppers. Thousands and thousands of enemies. That's what the enemy will do. He'll show you all kind of stuff. Amen. Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it unto thine hand. Delivered them to my hand? Hallelujah. You get down there, but, but he first told him to arise. You got to get up. All right? First Kings 19 and 7. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat. And he's speaking to the prophet Elijah here. Rise and eat because the journey is too long for thee. Listen, listen, you got to get up. Everything in the book points in that direction. Get up. I mean, you can't shout sitting down too much. I mean, you can shout, but you can't dance. You can't leap for joy, and that's, how, that's one of the, uh, the, the ways the Bible tells us to worship and praise. Really, really can't do much if you just sit. I know we got nice chairs here. They, they're comfortable. Amen. But, uh, but we admit and confess before all that we depend upon God. Hallelujah. Amen. Too, too many feel that they can, they can get along fine without God doing their own thing their own way. Well, I'm kind of like my son. How's that working out for you? I said it to leadership, as he used to say it all the time. It's like one of the most frustrating things, men, about getting what we've got and what we've received in the revelation. all came from God. Amen. That, that you, you have this miracle pill. You got it in your hand. And you see a an individual, it could be family problems, issues, it could be health issues, you, you name it. it. It's all kind of stuff. There's a list of things that can be bad and horrible to be involved and be a part of. Just miserable. And we say, if you'll take this, that's going to just dissipate and it's it just going to be done away with. And they won't take it. That's, that's frustrating. And that's how I feel sometimes. You know what? God is the healer of all sicknesses and all diseases. Amen. Every situation, amen, if you will know how to learn how to turn it over to him, there will be peace. Listen, while uh, Paul was being stoned to death, beaten with stripes, thrown in prison, it's a list of things that the apostle Paul went through, suffered for the name of Jesus. Now, I, I, I never saw any leisure time and fun time that Paul had in his writings. But here's what he did say, I've learned to be content in whatever state I'm in. I've learned that. It's something we can learn. It's learnable, just like hate and prejudice is taught. It can be learned and picked up. Love and power and strength and the blessings of God, we can learn like, oh, wow, we're in the middle of a storm. Amen. But Jesus was sleeping in the, in the bow of this boat while the storm was being tossed in the boat around. And they said, Master, did you, don't you not even care? And he got up and he told them how little faith they had and he spoke to the storm and it, it, it obeyed him. They said, what manner of man is this that the waves and the wind obey him? Oh, we know who he is. Amen. He's our friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. He walks with us every day. 
Amen. He hears us and his arm is not short that he can't reach down and save. I need to hear an amen out there from somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Paul said it well in 1 Corinthians 3 and 7. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that gives the increase. That's where the focus is right here. It's on God. The only significant one is God. Our focus must be on him. Hallelujah. He's got to be involved in all of our plans. For without him, the Bible says, we can do nothing. Here's what the psalmist said. The Psalms, Psalms 114, one of my favorite scriptures here, verses three through five. The sea saw it. The ocean, the sea, saw it and fled. Jordan was driven back. The mountains skipped like rams and the little hills like lambs. That's pretty big, isn't it? That's, that's pretty far. That's a tall tale, isn't it? God did that on purpose because he knew there'd be people like us. Man, we got impossible. See, it's just impossible. Look, look, look what happened here. And he said, what ailed thee, O thou sea, that thou fleddest, thou Jordan, that thou wast driven back? Amen. That's what I say about where I came from. I, I, you know, I, I, some of you will lose confidence in you if I tell you too much about my background. Both of my grandfathers were alcoholics. I have brothers that were alcoholics and drug addicts at the same time. Learned, learned how to curse, learned bad, ugly words. When I was this tall, my grandfather lived with us. Horrible stuff. Never forgot it. I don't use it now. But here I am now preaching the gospel. I'm like, how did that happen? How did you do that, God? And listen, he moved some mountains. Amen. Some mountains skipped like rams. Hallelujah. Listen, some of you right now, you got stuff in your background Amen. You got stuff in your, I mean, you, you got ancestors back there. It was just, you know, I know we don't talk about that. We want to trace our ancestry back. Oh yeah. My, my great, 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 great. It was, he was George Washington. Abraham Lincoln. You know, you know, that's what we, we don't want to talk about, but we got some offshoots. When, when it, when it, you know, it passes over and passes through just a few generations. Guess what? There's all kind of stuff in there. It's not good. Listen, I got some, I, I got some crazy folks. You know, I, we may, I may able to say this because, man, this can get out. It's live stream. I got crazy folks in my background. Somebody said, I thought I was picking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, nuts. I got a little niece, a little sweetheart. She thinks everybody else is crazy. That's kind of how it works, isn't it? I mean, she's nuts. I don't know of any other way to say it. I probably could come up with a few other words, but... But, but, you know, she walks the street. People's tried to help her. My kin folks have tried to help her, get her in a house, furnish the house for her. Uh, you know, she got some kind of check, government check coming in. Amen. But you know what she'll do? She'll just, you know, she'll spend one or two nights in that nice new house with a new bed and everything new in it. And then she'll just, one day, she'll just get a little bag and she'll just walk out of the house. All right there for her. Not only that, but people to check on her, make sure she's getting enough food to eat and all of that. She'll walk away from it. She don't know good when she sees it. And people work forever trying to be able to buy a house and get it. She gets one gift to her and still walks away from it. And so we have all kinds of stuff in our DNA that we like to ignore and don't like to. I mean, let me tell you something. That's a perfect job for God to take care of right there. God reached down and picked a kid. Amen. Both grandfathers, alcoholics, brothers, alcoholic, backslidden mom and dads. 
What, I mean, what do you see? See, God sees something in us that we don't see in ourselves. Other folks don't even see it in us. But I'm telling you, God is the only one that can take a nothing and make somebody out of them. Amen. And I'm like Paul. Hallelujah. And this is the good part. This is the good part. The good part is this, that I feel peace. Now, now, some of you young people don't really know much about this, but, but when you get a little age and start learning, you know what? I just like a good, just peace. I like no pain. I like no worries, no frustrations. Listen, God can do that for you. In fact, there's one of his titles. He's called the Prince of Peace. And when you get God living inside of you, and you get that refreshed and renewed every once in a while whenever church service comes. Listen, you'll walk out of here. You'll be at home with every kind of a chaos you can think about. But in the middle of all of that, there will be peace in your spirit. And peace, listen, that's worth something, folks. Listen, I don't want to take a handful of pills two or three times a day to do that. You can do that. It'll probably affect something else in you too that's not good. It'll be negative. But Or you can have God. He's the healer of all sicknesses and all diseases. By his stripes, I need to hear an amen. By his stripes, ye are healed. Amen. Give God a chance. Give God an opportunity to do something for you. Amen. So mountains were skipping like rams and little hills like... God takes... He's, what he's doing here is taking some huge, huge deal and he says, see, I did that. So I can probably, I'm pretty sure I can handle your situation. And we're like, whoa, he did. Yes, he did. Hallelujah. The psalmist was referring to Israel's deliverance from Egyptian bondage. They had been in bondage, what, it was 400 years? Guess what? After you're in bondage so long, you just get accustomed to it. I remember in history reading about the Emancipation Proclamation, the freeing of the slaves, in this country, horrible thing. But here, here's what also some writer, and I never forgot it, in our history book said they, were, they had been slaves so long that when they said, you, you're free now, you, you, they didn't know what to do. They walked around, they didn't, know, they didn't know what to do. Why? They had never experienced freedom. Liberty. Oh, you can go to the store anytime you want. You can go to town anytime you want. They never, and we as Christians in the spirit realm, we have been bound up with things so long. If God did release us, we wouldn't know what to do. Well, I'm here to help you with that, all right? Hallelujah. It's called you give him praise. Amen. It's called you shout unto the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord for all the good things he's doing for us. We can help you because that's what happened to us. Hallelujah. Amen. This was an extreme mountain skipping, extreme, enormous even unreasonable true story of God making a way for his people to exit the bondage of Egyptian, of the Egyptians here. Amen. This psalm was written as a pattern or an illustration of just how far God will go to reach us. God will mess with the elements, the mountains, the wind, the storms. Amen. Hallelujah. But you know what? Let me tell you. Let me just continue on this little thought just a little bit here. After, when, when this all began and, and God spoke to Moses in the burning bush and said, go tell Pharaoh to set my people free, he not only had to convince Pharaoh but that 
God really was going to do this and wanted to do this. But you know all those slaves, those people in bondage? Do you know it took a while for him to convince them that they actually could be free? Read the story. Read the story. There, though, here's, a, here's an opening for them. Here's a, here's a way to get out of this, to get free. And here Moses was preaching this to them. It took a while for them to get it. I've seen people come into this church, amen, sit on these pews, listen to the same sermons, watch people who are liberated, victorious, full of the Holy Ghost, change life, amen, and, 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 and just struggle with the fact that that could possibly happen to, to people. Hallelujah. It can happen. It happened to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. My point is, before God will cause the hills and the mountains to skip like rams, somebody has to answer the call and arise. Somebody said, you know what, I'll go. Hallelujah, I'll do this thing. It always takes a step of faith, and, and of course, that's the test. Amen, the world has to see it to believe it, and sometimes they still don't believe it. But God's peculiar people believes it and then sees it. Hallelujah, that's how we do this. That's why the Bible called us peculiar people. The word peculiar means exceptional, uncommon, unusual, amen. We don't fit in the world's mold. We we march to a different drum, amen. The word church comes from a Greek word, ecclesia, which simply means called out. That's what the church is. That's why we don't want to look like the world and act like the world. I don't want it to look like a, you know, when I go out of here, amen, Pastor Chad, they do whatever they feel like the Holy Ghost is leading them. But, but I, I preach at churches where it reminded me, Brother Ruck, of, a, of an old nightclub that I've been in. Lit, lights dim and blue, and you just can't hardly see anybody in the, I, I said, would somebody turn the lights on? Is that wrong? I don't know if it's wrong or right, but, but you know, that's what I left. That's what I got God helped me out of. I don't want to bring that back. You know what, sinners that walk into the altar feel just a little bit uncomfortable. In the presence of a holy God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to tell you about, about us around here. We've decided to arise. That's what we decided to do. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me give you one or two more scriptures here. In 1 Samuel 30, verses 1 through 8, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, and the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag had, and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. Verse 2, and had, had taken the women captive and uh, were, that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. You talk about a bad situation here. It was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and, his, and, the, and the people that were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive. All right? And, and uh, at, at verse 6, and David was greatly distressed. Watch this. This is what happened. This is what you, some of you want to preach and want to be a leader. These elders can back me up here on this. If you just dying for a microphone, here's what happens. As long as it's going well, everybody's, you just, you just, if you do well, everybody just thinks you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But you won't always do well. All right? What's this? And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him. <laughs> for what reason? He was the leader. 
They spake of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But here's what David did. You talk about a rising. The Bible says David encouraged himself in the Lord. If, they don't, if we don't preach the right sermon for you, if your neighbor don't just lift you up and help you up and brag about listen, just do that yourself. I was riding down there many years ago uh, when we first bought this building and the, pl- the platform was that end, that end. And I had Morel Cornwell here preaching for us and doing something. And one day he wanted to sightsee and just the two of us. And I won't forget this. We're about the same age, but he's way ahead of me in soul winning and reaching people and growing a church. But I remember saying, you know what? I, I-, I need to be an outreach director. I need an outreach person. He just looked over and he said, no, just do that yourself. <laughs> just do that. Just do that yourself. And that my and 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 that has that word has preached to me uh, for for quite a few years right now, amen. Um, and so the wise were taken. They said, "We're going to stone you to death." And, and and here's what David said: He encouraged himself in the Lord. Verse seven. And David said to Abithar the priest, uh, Amalek's son, he said, "I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod." And Abithar brought thither the ephod to David. What that was, amen. That was the that was the priest prayer garment, and David said, "Hey, it's time to pray." Everybody's threatening me. I'm hurting just like everybody else. They took my wives. They took my children. I'm in this with them, but yet they looking at me and murmuring and complaining, and they're gonna stone me to death. And so sometimes. We get enough pressure. And say, well, you know what? I should have been praying a long time ago, but now we're going to get serious about this thing. And, and verse 8, And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this, this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue. That's one of those one-word sermons right there, hey, Brother Young. Uh, another one word. What, what, what do I do? He said, Just go after them. Just pursue. Amen. We should never quit. We should never give up. Don't ever stop. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Don't stop shouting. Amen. Don't stop trusting God. Why? Because God is in charge. He's never lost a battle. And he never will lose a battle. And yes, he can take care of your situation. Your problem's not too big for God to handle. Amen. That's what God said to do. And overtake them and without fail recover all. That's what God said in verse 6. David encouraged himself in the Lord. Amen. Listen, listen, you can't accomplish very much while you're discouraged. And you know what the enemy will do? He'll send certain people around just to discourage you. Tell you how hard a situation, bad as your situation is, and tell you that it's just almost impossible. You can't make it. You might as well just give up. Amen. You can't pray right when you're discouraged. Amen. It's like being afraid, fearful. Amen. Discouragement will paralyze one spiritually. Notice, as soon as David encouraged himself, amen, God said, hey, after he prayed, you go after him. Nothing like being on the offense. The enemy wants us always to be deflecting those darts. Oh, what did they say? Did they say that? I can't believe they said that. About That's where he wants your attention. But we say, you know what? Yeah, all that's coming. God's going to help me with that. But here's what I'm doing. I'm going to win me a soul for Jesus. I'm going to bless somebody and help somebody. I'm going to, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take it as a challenge. With God's help, we're going to win them to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Prayer. 
what David did was prayer. Prayer is an action word. It's a great thing to do first. The foundation of the big things that we dream about. It starts with prayer. Hallelujah. Listen, we don't, we don't want to build our house on the sand, folks. And that's what people are doing. Praise God. So we pray. Remember the four lepers. This is my last. Let's stand up. Let's stand, and we're going to get ready. Our, our elders are going to help me with this altar. Amen. And, uh, and they'll be waiting on you right here at the altar. If you, brethren, just get right down here and face everybody. Amen. Uh, we'll be ready to pray with you about any needs that you might have. I just feel like somebody says, I don't really think I could do much. Maybe I could just stand up. Maybe I could just do that. I could, that's okay. That's a start. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Hallelujah. And so we're here. Listen, the Bible says freely you have received. Freely give. No, nobody's force-feeding anybody here. Amen. If you have a need and have a situation, amen, that you just feel like maybe possibly God might do. You've got men of faith right here that will join with you, touch you, agree with you, amen, and take care of these things. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember the four lepers who sat outside the gate of the city of Samaria? The enemy had besieged them, cut their supply routes. That's how they would do it back in those days. Uh, you know, to do, to do to conquer a city, no food, no supplies coming in and out. We're going to just so many of them out there. So, but the lepers, uh, leprosy is a type of sin, had to separate. And by law, they had a certain place that they had to be outside the city. You couldn't you couldn't mingle. It's kind of like COVID. You had to distance, and so you couldn't touch anybody. In fact, when somebody came close, you had to cry out, "Unclean!" Let everybody know that you were unclean. And they would keep their distance here. That's where these four lepers were. They were outside the city. And the Bible tells us that the city was starving inside, doing without, nothing in there. And so uh, separated from everything, everyone that they loved, they were sick, they were tired, they were weary. Uh, I, I mean, you talk about a bleak situation, a bleak future, not, not much in store for them. Paint, paints a picture of, a, of, of some of us. Like, what in the world can I do? When you run out of answers, amen, that's when God, he specializes in helping you when it comes to those kind of situations. I don't know what else to do good. God does. He can help you with that. He can open doors for you. In fact, the Bible said he would open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon us that we wouldn't have room enough to receive. I I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the power of God, the availability of God. The promises of God. Hallelujah. But, but, but in this gloomy, bleak, horrible, separated situation here with these four lepers, amen, uh, one of these four found some type of, I don't know where it came from, some glimmer of hope, some slight possibility. And the Bible said it was in the twilight. <laughs> twilight is the time after the sun goes down but it's not dark yet. It's between. It's kind of in between. It's just. It, it's just kind of hazy. All right. It, 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 it's just about to get dark on us here, Amen. But that's when. The, that's when all this began to take place. And, and 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 this one leper. I don't name which one it was. They were all in the same boat here. And he said, "Why sit we here until we die?" Talking about getting up. Talking about arising. In your situation, that may be all you can do 
Amen. To just get up. It may be a struggle to even do that. He said, why sit we here? If we get in, if we could get inside the city, they're starving there. We're starving out here. We need everybody. So it wouldn't do us any good to go there. So he said, you know, let's do something. You know what they did? It's kind of like us with a victory march. Man, all hell's breaking loose on everybody. Enemies, you know, seem like he's winning on everything. And we just say, you know what? We're just going to play a song and shout and praise God and begin to march. That's about all we can do. Because we confess our weaknesses. But God, like he always does, he moves in. He puts his hand on the situation. Hallelujah. And takes care of it. Praise God. Amen. But that little bit of hope, amen, it caused a response, a possibility. Why sit we here till we die? Why, why do we continue in this hopelessness? Why, why can't I be healed of this sickness? Why can't I have peace? So the Bible says they rose up in the twilight. Oh, I love that story. Sick people, tattered, battered, dirty probably. Amen. Sick. And they began to march. And guess what they did? The enemy didn't know what to do. Here's these, I mean, not an army, just four guys. But the Bible says God turned up the volume. He amplified their footsteps. And it scared the enemy in that night so bad that they got up and fled. Listen, when God, when we allow God to take heart and what we're doing, don't, don't, don't block God out. Don't, don't say, I can handle it. You know what? He'll just let you do it. You can go on and be miserable if you want to. You can go on and be sick if you want to. You can be you can live a half backslidden, no productive, non-productive life if you want. Or you can say, "Well, God, you know, I'm just going to give you I'm going to give you a chance, God, to see if you'll do something." Hallelujah. Amen. So they rose up in the twilight, and the rest is history, folks. Amen. That's why the story is in the Bible. It's a story of victory. Amen. And deliverance from people who didn't deserve it. Does that sound like us or what? Praise God. Hey, we, we can't say we're worthy of anything. I'm excited about what God might do today. Not tomorrow, not next week. I, hallelujah. I, 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 don't think, I don't think we have to wait till youth camp or camp meeting or youth rally. I don't think we have to wait Amen. To ship in the greatest speaker in all of our nation. Amen. To preach to. I, no, no. I think we can just do this now. These lepers didn't have a preacher preaching to them. Somebody just caught a, a, a just a little ray of hope. I, I don't know if God's going to do it, but hey, why sit we here till we die? We just give this a try. And God honored that. And God blessed that. And God gave them victory. Somebody's about to get victory today. Somebody's about to be delivered today. Amen. Because here's why. The Bible says if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed. Here, use one of those huge things again. If you have faith like a grain of mustard seed. Now, here's what you have to do now. Amen. You don't whine about it. Amen. But he said, you speak to the mountain. You say to the mountain, be thou removed. So what it, whatever it might be in your life. And I, you don't have to telegraph it. You don't have to have a microphone. But you have to say that. You may have to say it under your breath. You may be ashamed of what it is. I don't know. Amen. But that's between you and God. You don't have to tell me either. But you say to it, Hallelujah. I am not la allowing you, with God's help, to rule my life anymore. I, I, I'm going to have the peace of the Holy Ghost. Not only the peace, but I'm going to have the joy 
of the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's where our power comes from. That's why we said, you know what, we're going to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and onto his courts with praise. Amen. Because that's our power and that's our authority. Never going to stop praising. We're never going to stop shouting. Hallelujah. This altar's open right now. Maybe you want to take your kids. Maybe you want to take a friend. Maybe you want to take some your whole family. Amen. Maybe you just want to bring yourself. Just come face these men right here. They'll take a step forward. Amen. They will put their hands on you. Let's just love the Lord together right now. Let's love the Lord. Jesus' name, church everywhere. Amen. God, we trust you. We're depending on you, God. Amen. We, we confess, God, we have no power without you. Amen. We're trusting you. We're dependent on you. We're leaning on you right now in Jesus' name. But we rise up and we expect, God, you to touch us. We expect your strength. We expect your help. We expect your blessings. We expect the peace of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We're just moving. We're just following you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Just make your way up. Feel free. Hallelujah. Let somebody touch you. Amen. Let somebody agree with you. Yes. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Yes, Sister Donna. Hallelujah. Let God bless you. Let God bless you. Let God bless you. Let God bless you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. My God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. My God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to you.
comes to your Lord. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant. I know how this story ends. I know how this story ends. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good you take sing it now you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good one more time you take you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good you turn it for good i'm gonna see a victory i'm gonna see a victory for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. 
for the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Hallelujah, yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good, yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good, yeah. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord.
I'm not going to officially dismiss. Amen. You can hang around the altar if you want. Amen. But if you have to go, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Take this with you. Get closer to the church. Amen. Rise. Hallelujah. Rise up. Praise God. That's your part. Then God will do his part. Praise God. Take that first step. That Take the initiative. Amen. God won't come beating the door down for you. All right. Amen. But just listen, and some of you that's struggling, amen, try Wednesday night service. Try Thursday night prayer. Put that in your schedule. I'm not here to, I'm not here to get numbers. Numbers really don't matter to me. That's not what it's about. It's about you, all right? People 
are struggling. People are battling. Zip your little hide right out here on, on Thursday night for prayer. Amen. Holy Ghost outpouring here. And I know some of you work. I understand that. Work around that. I'm not the policeman. I'm not going to check in on you. I'm not going to call after you and, and get on your case if you don't. I'm just telling you how to get closer to God and how to be blessed more abundantly with God. You get near people that pray. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn the TV off. Turn your device off. Get off of Facebook. Come to the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And watch God. Amen. Begin to add to your life. Amen. And you'll be blessed. And everybody around you will be blessed. God bless you. I love you. Amen. I'll talk to you later. I'll move all my junk off here so you have the... I said I'll move all my stuff off so you have it for Wednesday night. Yeah.